the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Fanny packs are back. Alert, alert, alert. Some things change, some things remain the same, some things make a scary comeback. It's an industry champion, the Fanny Pack. Total U.S. dollar sales of fashion accessories grew 4% in the first 10 months of the year. It's a polarizing trend that has people upset the Fanny Pack. It's called the Belly Bag or the Belt Pack. It was a functional fad from the 80s. It's usually used to secure um, maybe your credit cards, a couple other things around your waist. I know you're saying, wow. You typically think of fanny packs as maybe a big, heavy set person in a tropical shirt, some khakis, holding a selfie stick, and he's got his belt bag on. Changing consumer behaviors are changing the way consumers everywhere think about the accessories they need. New lifestyle needs will make categories like luggage, backpacks, and even fanny packs popular items on shopping and wish lists during the holiday season. Because that's going on out there. I know you're saying fanny packs. I don't think that's going to save the world. You know, evil has, has come up with this, you know, world trade slowing down and trade wars with us and the China and oil dropping to 40 bucks a barrel where we can't afford to produce it as an exporter anymore. Fanny pack's not going to save the world. But again, it shows you that sometimes things come back. Google Duplex is rolling out in select areas of the United States and it can call a restaurant and book a reservation. I have a friend who tried it and said it was actually incredible and I, I know you're like it takes some kind of work to get it all set up to set up a phone call by a computer why not just do the phone call to yourself and it's something where you can talk to your phone and say okay google book me a reservation at um shea lounge shea lounge mm-hmm. it's the newest in shays it's the newest in lounges so google duplex will call and be your assistant is that going to save the world Is that why you want to invest in the evil empire company known as Google? Probably not. 800-516-1220. General Electric files paperwork to spin out a healthcare unit in an IPO. Wall Street loves it. Uh, Facebook admits to giving other tech firms access to private messages, but only with consent. So Facebook's in the news, again, for the wrong reasons. FedEx came out and reported the numbers, and they said, let's take a look at 2019. Because the stock's plunging. It said 2019 doesn't look so great. And they said some mistakes in global trade war and Brexit has created an overhang inside our expectations. Stock is really weak uh, when compared to its all-time high. It's absolutely something you should look into if you're looking for a fallen angel. It's an odd thing to say out loud, a fallen angel. Doesn't sound right, does it? But that's sometimes what we call these stocks. I got tickets, 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 tickets. Family four-pack. Winning. For Wednesday, uh, not for Wednesday, but today. Uh, the game itself is January 11th. It's a great stocking stock. For. It's a Friday night game. against the Ontario Reign. 7 p.m. face-off. There's a horrible joke many years ago about lepers playing hockey because the face fell off in the corner. It doesn't work, does it? So January 11th, family four-pack. San Jose Barracuda versus Ontario Reign. Your Barracuda in San Jose at the SAP Center are sitting atop their division. They're getting ready for the playoffs, even though the playoffs don't start for a few months. Check out 
the game, and you can sign up at sjbarracuda.com, sjbarracuda.com for tickets. Check out Ticketmaster or sjbarracuda.com. Big game on Friday, January 11th, San Jose Barracuda versus Ontario Rain. That's LA's farm team. Great stocking stuffer for four. Have fun. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Now, today is a day where the Federal Reserve is going to come out and talk in, I don't know, three hours roughly. 11 Pacific, 2 Eastern. And they're going to tell us what they are doing with their interest rates for the year. Obviously, it's December, so this is our last move up. It's expected to be a move up. Do they move up and talk about how many more times they're expecting to move up next year? Do they move up and say... We're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll take January off and come back in February or March. Have a good day, everybody. We don't know. You know, uh, we certainly know that the Fed is loaded with talent from um, financial product companies like PIMCO. So they have to be paying attention to the bond market and stock market as sources of wealth. So that's out there today. On, I think it's the most important day of the year for the market. I think we can rally and have a Santa Claus rally, or is it Santa Claus and the elves um, protesting right now? Are they, are they striking? We're not getting the rally. You could say the Grinch is winning. Uh, for the record, I, I never liked Cindy Lou. I never liked her. Out of all the Lou's, to choose her? Oh, bad choice. So Netflix and Palo Alto offer growth at a discount. People are looking at the end of the year like, where can I get growth? And you look at Facebook, you're like, oh, more bad news, potentially a billion-dollar fine. They've been told by Congress to behave, and they're not behaving. So that may be your discount. Or maybe you're looking for companies that have been, you know, skidding because of disappointing earnings, trying to search for a bottom in the high-tech world. So I've given you a couple of good ideas recently. So a couple of companies that have topped revenue guidance and earning guidance in their quarter, and then they, they, they have that history of under-promising and over-delivering. Salesforce.com stands out as one, ticker symbol CRM. Netflix, NFLX, Palo Alto Networks, PANW. Um, some of them had, had pretty big falls, and yet they've supported their growth prospects. I like Palo Alto Networks because of cybersecurity. We don't ever seem to get it right. Having a password that is password one, two, three is not a good idea. And if you've looked at the, the list of most ridiculous passwords out there, it's, it's, it's pretty alarming. So a lot of people still do QWERTY, Q-W-E-R-T-Y, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> at least it doesn't make sense to people, but it's kind of interesting. So think about the long term when the markets are down. And again, we'll see tomorrow. Uh, we'll see today at 2 Eastern what Wall Street thinks is going to happen for the rest of the year. So the Fed rate decision. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Ed from San Lorenzo won the big tickets. Good job, Big Ed. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, chatting with Coach Sendak, your Santa Clara Broncos basketball report. It's now time for a check-in with our partners at Santa Clara Basketball for this week's chat with Coach Sindek. Here's the voice of the Broncos, Anthony Passarelli with Coach. I'm here with Santa Clara men's basketball coach Herb Sendek for our weekly chatting with Coach Sendek segment brought to you by Heffernan Insurance Brokers. Heffernan Insurance, because you're different. Heffernan, proud partner of Santa Clara Athletics. And Coach, Broncos have been on this uh, elongated homestand and starting to get some results, starting to maybe play a little bit more together as a team and starting to find some things being successful as the coach, what have you seen that has improved in this time home? 
Well, I think we've improved tremendously in the short season so far. But would also tell you we have a long way to go, and we're consumed with getting better every day. I mean, two of our four uh, daily goals are to learn and to improve. On the floor, free throws have, have been getting better. I, I'm interested in what you see as, as having improved. I hesitate to identify any one or two things to the exclusion of others. I think we've had individuals grow and get better. And we've, we've gotten better as a team. We're a much better team today than when we started the season on November 9th. And it's not just one or two areas. It's many areas. But, you know, having said that, you know, um, nobody knows better than us that uh, we're chasing perfection, hoping to catch excellence and consumed with improvement. Everybody knows there are a lot of different components to a program, not just the head coach, not just the starting five. Assistant coaches is something that we don't talk about all that much, although they're an incredibly important uh, component to the program. You started as an assistant coach. So what are the key things that you look for in an assistant coach? And then I wanted to ask you a little bit about the two new assistants that you have. We look for guys who are the complete and total package, guys with great character, guys who can lead and teach men who can communicate, guys who know the game, um, and obviously guys who can effectively recruit, as well as administer all the other countless aspects of a college basketball program. And we've been fortunate through the years to have great staffs, many of whom have gone on to be stellar head coaches. And I feel like the group we have right now is um, just tremendous. Coach Garson and Coach Madry, kind of different personalities, but uh, they each bring their own special thing to the program. How about Coach Garson? Yeah, well, you know, Coach brings a wealth of experience, including head coaching experience, which inevitably gives you different insights and perspectives. Um, You know, he's coached at the highest levels. He's coached at various levels. You know, the same with Coach Madry. You know, he's a local guy, you know, very strong on the West Coast, does a great job teaching and connecting with our players, as all all our coaches do. We we have just a tremendous staff. All right, Coach. As always, we appreciate your time and uh, look forward to watching the Broncos through the holidays. Thank you. All right, listen to our chat with Herb Sendick every Wednesday at 820, brought to you by Heffernan Insurance, specializing in business and personal insurance, financial services, and employee benefits. Find them at hefins.com. The venture capital could be one of your friends saying, you know, look, I know a guy who is looking for $100,000 so he could start up his own Popeye's fried chicken. It could be venture capital, like you give your money to a, a, a VC who goes out and hangs out at Sand Hill and tries to have boy meet girl in the world of investments. Venture capital. So below that level of risk, though, is, is probably real estate stocks, mutual funds, index funds, bonds. Keep in mind, real estate has a added component of risk when you don't buy it on the stock market. You can buy real estate on the stock market. And if you want 100 shares of office properties, you can get 100 shares of office properties. And you're done. And that's where the stock market kind of beats the mortgage market or the real estate market that's tied towards investments. You don't have that 30-year mortgage, that 15-year mortgage, or that 7-year balloon. And some people would say, exactly, you're using other people's money. Leverage on the way up is wonderful. Leverage on the way down is crushing. And then below... So far, we've kind of hit two levels of of risk and reward. Venture capital, very, very high on the pyramid of risk. Beneath that, you hit real estate, stocks, 
mutual funds, index funds, mutual bond, mini bonds, corporate bonds. And beneath that level, you hit treasury bonds, the U.S. Treasury, where you're like, like, like those E-series bonds that grandma had or something like that, war bonds. And you're like, yeah, exactly. Not that many people are buying treasury bonds until they're in their 50s or 60s. And again, that's kind of an overstatement by me. I'm, I'm just saying it's nice for the U.S. government to say, okay, if you give us money, we'll give you 2% back over the next 10 years or 2.8% back over the next 10 years. Each year for the next 10 years, you get 2.8% interest. That's not bad because you know the U.S. government has kind of had this history of paying you back. Now, if you're buying treasury bonds, your, your risks start not to necessarily become, do you get your principal back, but does your rate of interest that you get, the yield, is that keeping up with inflation? So even though the principal is at very low risk with the treasury bond, the rate of inflation could be the risk factor for you. You want your money to keep up with inflation, right? So now beneath the treasury bonds, the world of the risk pro- profile ladder, or in this case, pyramid, the base of risk, the safest areas to be are probably cash. Within reason, some Bitcoin enthusiasts will be like, cash is very chief. Not looking for that. Um, a CD, certificate of deposit, which I know when I said CD, you're thinking compact disc, compact disc. Should I get a compact disc? Your bank savings account or your credit union saving account, both insured up to $100,000 plus, and not a big history of bank accounts, savings, or checkings, or credit union accounts, not a big history of collapse in the United States where your money went bye-bye and you never saw it again. So that's that's that. That's your risk-to-reward pro, uh, pyramid. So again, the more re- risky you want, the more reward you want, you kind of have to couple these things. I don't mind down markets. I've forever seen myself as 20 years old, and it's not realistic, right? But from an investor's standpoint, that's great because I've been willing to expose myself to more long-term risk and long-term rewards where the risk on like stocks is probably a little bit higher in like a one-year period or a two-year period, but over a four, five, six, seven, eight, ten-year period, the reward's there, and you lower your risk profile. And again, I do see myself as younger than I actually really am, and that's a good thing in the investment world. But to be realistic, as I'm getting older, I'm also saying, where's the exit at? What's my dollar amount? So risk versus reward. you got to see where you are, where you want to get to. Uh, you do not want to be thinking about you know, best investment ideas when you're 65, 70. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Don't mess with the United States government. Facebook has been accused of violating a consent decree, a misstep that would likely carry a multi-billion dollar fine several times in the last year. There's a big New York Times report, which is alleging Facebook maintained improper partnerships far more recently within a huge number of companies and knowingly. And as Facebook continues to suffer security breaches, increasingly detailed user profiles stored across widespread networks and shared amongst companies leaves you vulnerable. So we'll see where this one goes, but it's been a bad year for Facebook. Some analysts say it'll be a good year for Facebook next year because it's lost a lot of valuation, yet it hasn't lost a lot of eyeballs. 
Facebook allowed tech companies to view private messages and contact information as recently as this year. Facebook allowed the third parties access to other data like lists of friends and email addresses. Companies like Microsoft, Yahoo, Spotify, and Apple had special agreements with Facebook that let them access this data. That's just not good. Can it still be a good company? We'll see. Usually someone has to go down. Elsewhere... Nike is always in the news. It's an athletic wear giant. They've fallen 16% in the fourth quarter so far. The slide is the stock now has, it's trading about a 20% discount to the street's consensus price target of about $87. I own shares of Nike for the record. Um, But during a late September conference call about a month into the quarter, management said it it had some uh, issues with currency. Neutral revenue growth of about 9% with gross margins widening in for fourth quarter levels. So some analysts see a stock going as high as $100. Uh, one analyst today said, buy Nike in the earnings. Nike sales are gaining momentum and the company is gaining market share across channels and geographies. Shares of Nike are in sharp contrast to Under Armour. Shares of Nike whose uh, shares have actually done pretty well in 2018, uh, about 14%. Um, but Under Armour's a mess, but the stock looks more attractive than Under Armour. So kind of interesting the way the market gives you these fresh little takes every day, huh? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We'll talk about some predictions, obviously, because that's what you do this time of the year. GE was a horrible company this year, and a lot of people are saying the same thing they said last year. Maybe next year will be the time when the company ultimately gets things right. Doesn't sound very promising, does it? No. Not in my world, at least. So anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Today is probably the most important day of the year. I know you're saying, right? For what it's worth, I think it really is the most important day of the year for stocks. Ultimately, you have a Fed Open Market Committee policy decision coming out at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. So you still have the markets open for a couple more hours after that. And you get the conference call as well. And most of the people who are on the Federal Reserve, they're not academics per se. They're actually people who have worked for companies like PIMCO. It's the most market-heavy group of bankers ever in the Federal Reserve's history. So they all have experience. and They're all probably eyeballing the stock market going, what's the stock market telling us about inflation? There's not a lot of inflation. What's it telling us about growth? Growth would create jobs, and that could create inflation. Wage inflation. So, but what the market's telling us is that something's something's going to slow down. So, does the Fed stick to their guns today, or do they say we believe in, in the market, in the bond market, that people are slowing things down for us? Interesting, right? So, today at two Eastern, eleven Pacific, the market's going to make a move, probably for the rest of the year, in that direction. I know you're saying, really. Well, there could be some trade China issues that, you know, would move us in a different direction. But ultimately, this is a big one. It's the last time the Fed's meeting this year, and they'll probably talk a lot about next year. And if they're talking a lot of, you know, uh, dots when they have to raise interest rates, that's going to be a problem. So FedEx had earnings warnings all wrapped up like a nice Christmas present for us, as did Micron. So the earnings that we're seeing right now are predicting bad things for next year slowing down. So we come back to the Fed again. Are they going to hear the markets? Are they going to hear the FedExes and the Microns? Two very big companies. One, obviously, a semiconductor company that goes into all types of computers with their memory that they make. And the other, obviously, FedEx delivered a lot of packages worldwide. And when business is good, we tend to send more packages. So there's some people who will actually look at uh, 
corrugated paper, and we'll see, is it, are we selling more or less of it year over year? And that's how they'll make their investment decisions. Because typically, if you uh, everything comes in a box, right? Now, that's not... It's a little bit too simple for me. That would be the end of the show. I'd say, hey, everyone, it's Rob Black and your money. Um, all you got to do is pay attention to paperboard. And you're like, really? Well, I'm not listening to you again. It's, it's back to that Sarah and the Midget guy. I know you're saying, you're picking on midgets. No, I'm telling you, this guy is tiny. He's tiny. He's so tiny, he fits, He sleeps in a batch box. Um, I know you're saying, are you being a bully? I'm not. He's that tiny. It's freakish. It's a big question right now. Will be the, um, What does the market do today? Will it go negative because of a softer rate outlook? Or will it go positive because of a softer rate outlook? Will we go negative because higher interest rates? Or will we go higher? Higher interest rates in theory means there's more growth coming. Lower interest rates typically means we're slowing down the growth. So it's kind of going to be bad news either way. If you're pessimistic. If you're optimistic, you'll find the good news in it. So the Fed could possibly press ahead with rate hike today, but take a dovish hike then that would seemingly accomplish what it needs to accomplish. I know you're saying this is a lot of talk about a group of bankers. It feels that way to me, too. So risk on, risk off. Daniel-san, wax on, wax off. Oh, Mr. Miyagi, why am I painting your whole house again? Uh, Not my favorite movie. Not my favorite movie. So strength today in energy materials, consumer discretionary communication services, weakness in real estate, utilities, and information technology. Energy's been a real drag. You know, yesterday I, I talked about oil under 50, but also I talked about gasoline at $2 in eight states across America and a Texas gas station buck sixty-five. Now, I don't know if they're selling chicken wings or something else to make up for the discounted gas, but holy mackerel. Again, not necessarily a good sign to see cheap gasoline. So Facebook in the news for sharing information. Is that something you want to buy or sell? Elon Musk got on to one of the morning shows this morning, the one with Gail King, and uh, showed her the sneak preview of the tunnel from Boring Company. It's about 1.1 miles underneath the ground, or it's 1.1 mile of track right now. So it's not very far, but it's cost $10 million plus to build. Some people say it's cost as much as $40 million. On one end of the tunnel, it starts in a parking lot owned by Musk's SpaceX, so he's doing it kind of in his own little area, and then a mile away, you can zip through a... Tesla Model X, Elon took the wraps off the Vision today. It was pretty epic. So if you go watch the video, it's kind of like, I'm not going to say a future of of transportation, but kind of a future of transportation, right? (laughs) Musk founded the Boring Company two years ago after complaining that traffic in LA was causing him to basically go nuts. So engineers and workers have been boring the 1.14 mile tunnel along underneath one of the main streets in Hawthorne, California. One of the tunnels starts in a parking lot owned by his SpaceX. The other end of the demonstration tunnel is in a neighborhood about a mile away in Hawthorne. You don't have to deal with traffic in that 1.1-mile stretch. Kind of maybe yes, kind of maybe not quite. Um, but anyway, it, it's out there. So we got that to, to kind of look forward to, right? Just in time for the busy holiday season, Popeyes has got you covered. They're offering flyers its own brand of comfort and reassurance in the air with its launch of an emotional support chicken. Are you kidding me? So if you go to Terminal C of Philadelphia International Airport, you can purchase the high-flying fowl, a fried chicken meal, and a specially designed chicken-themed carrier box. It's, it's, it's all for a good laugh, right? An emotional support chicken. Please tell me it's for a good laugh. Please tell me I'm not going to fly this holiday season. And someone next to me is going to have a, a, a chicken that clucks. Because emotional support animals... Emotional support animals have been in the news big time in 2018. Um, there's been reports of peacocks, squirrels, 
pigs. So airlines are now starting to crack down on the barnyard in the, the bus in the air. And I, I say about time. Tighten the leash. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. GE has said they're spinning off their health care unit in an IPO. The stock's moving big. A man who called GE a horrible stock for 10 years now sees positive things going ahead. Those are two signs that the company is fixing their problems. Now, do I want you to have a whole bunch of stocks that are fixing problems? I call that a kennel, dog with fleas. You don't want to have a whole kennel of dog with fleas. But there's certainly nothing wrong with speculating. If you're going to speculate on a lottery ticket, it's like speculating on a company that hopefully does the right things to turn themselves around, and it's painful to spin off an IPO unit. So that's out there. Um, I think it's kind of a big story. Elon Musk got on one of the morning shows today, the one with Gail King, and showed off the boring tunnel. And the technology looks super cool. The idea sounds super cool. The problem is... It takes a long time to build tunnels under the ground. So it's something that I can't invest in. I know I know they're not really looking for money right now, per se, from people like me. Um, but it's it comes back down to that horrible, horrible uh, Tom Hanks movie um, where life is like a box of chocolates. It, it's, and then someone would say, hey, Forrest, Forrest. That's a great story. stupid noise. That's a great story for us, but uh, you tell it so well. And you, you don't want, again, too many story stocks. You don't want dog with fleas, or you'll have a kennel. It's okay to have one, uh, but you don't want a kennel. And you also don't want story stocks where, yeah, the story of, of Hyperloop technology looks awesome. Building tunnels, awesome. Solving traffic problems, awesome. Just not there yet. That's what I have to say. I'm sticking with it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, some interesting stuff on retail. 2018 wasn't a bad year for retail stocks, even though you would have thought maybe it had that potential setup, right? Because of Amazon. The focus on the negative is unfortunate as 2018 goes down in the history that companies like Walmart and Target can beat Amazon and compete with Amazon. Both of them vastly improved their mobile shopping experiences and big sales gains on smartphones. You saw a good data come out on Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales for retailers. Inventory looks good for retailers right now. It's nicely controlled. Not a lot of markdowns. When you get the emails from your clothing retailer of choice, and let's say it's Banana Republic, and Banana Republic's like, hey, just for you... 50% 50% off. That is a problem. That is not a blessing. That is a curse. Now, you may go, but I like 50% off. I get it. But it, it tells you that something's bad happening. Consumer spending is likely going to slow in 2019. It's going to hurt the retailers. So know that going forward. That maybe part of their competing against Amazon has been a healthy economy. Credit costs will go up because we've seen companies borrow egregiously in the bond market. And as interest rates tick higher, you got to pay more money. I want my money. Give me my money. I love when people freak out over money. Um, so a lot of people are talking about a recession, but no one's really talking about a recession in 2019. They're thinking more like 2020. Will Amazon buy Kohl's this year? Will the second quarter tax check come in creating a spending boom as people didn't change their taxes? Now they're getting a tax cut. Will they go to file their taxes? Are we going to have that 
you know, extra money coming back to the economy. Amazon's been kind of goofy recently about opening stores. And you're like, that's kind of interesting. How serious did it get in 2019? 2019 will probably be a year where Sears and Kmart die. What was that horrible song? Everybody dies, dies. Everybody's going to die, die. Um, so Sears is finally going to die. It's, it's going to be like that, that Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie where Buffy kills one of the vampires and it's it's a prolonged seven or eight minute death scene? Or will Sears go out with a whimper and just be gone? I think he continued to see JCPenney's store struggle. I think Amazon does something smart like buy into Kohl's. Home improvement stocks should start to turn over if the housing market starts to turn over. With that said, maybe that's your time to buy if you like some companies. Gap is thinking about closing hundreds of stores across the country. So you can talk all retail if you want it to, like all the time. I don't know if that be entertaining for you, but you certainly could. Hey, everybody, it's Rob Black in your retail sector update. Hold on to your hats, right? 800-516-1220. FedEx shares down 20, uh, no, 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 10%. Company has cut forecast warning of economic slowdown. They're pretty good tell. UBS is forecasted bricks and mortar stores can still deliver about 1% of sales gains annually, assuming U.S. retail sales overall keep climbing at a rate of about 3%, so the retail apocalypse not happening. Kmart, once again, looks bankrupt. Looks to Eddie Lampert for an encore bid to save it. Again, do we really need to save Kmart and Sears, or let them die a slow death? Or, do they go out quicker? Overnight, the moving trucks come in and move us everything out. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.